The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. The Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC, the Soccer Talk discussion segment of The Bear of Texas podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the German national soccer team has qualified for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Many congratulations to Die Mannschaft, they have truly turned things around ever since they, uh, excuse me, ever since they appointed Hans Dieter Flick as the new manager, and Germany has been absolutely incredible since then. You know, after being under the management of Joachim Lowe from 2006 to 2021, you know Germany had been in a position that for the longest time. It was time for a new leader to be appointed. And not for nothing, despite how the last few years of Joachim Lowe's management has been, Joachim Lowe forever deserves respect and praise for for all he's done for the German national team. But now, a new era of prosperity has begun for Mannschaft, and believe me, Germany will be dominant again. They're not there yet, but you know what? They are making tremendous progress, so it's only a matter of time before people start saying Germany is a favorite for the World Cup next year. Looking at the latest World Cup qualification for Mannschaft, they beat North Macedonia 4-0 on the road. Well, in Germany's case, that's definitely extracting some revenge because not long ago, before Euro 2020... North Macedonia pulled off a major upset, beating Germany in Germany 2-1. <laughs> but now Germany said, oh, no more. We're not going to take any more losses. We're not going to go through any more disappointing results. And Germany has really proven a point. 
And like I said, they are on their way to being one of the top heavyweight dominants in Europe. You know, the young talent is beginning to produce, you know, specifically this game, this 4-0 result. Timo Werner scored two goals, both goals which were in a three-minute span. Scored a goal in the 70th minute and then in the 73rd minute as well. And it's good to see Kai Havertz also excel. He had one goal in the 50th minute. So it's really good to see the young German talent produce because, you know what? Like I said, Germany has begun a new era of prosperity. And believe me, Germany will be dominating the game. And we're going to see that next year in the World Cup. I can guarantee you that. And let's not forget, Germany will host the 2024 European Championship. So, Germany's got a lot going on in the future, and I can honestly say that based on the few result, the first few results under the management of Hansi Flick, <laughs> Die Mannschaft is becoming great again. I want to take a little bit of time and talk about Hansi Flick. I want to make sure I get the name the name right. So, his name is Hans Dieter Flick, but he goes by Hansi. So, Hansi Flick. There we go. Making sure it's very important to pronounce it correctly simply out of respect. Because I do respect the guy. Well, Hansi Flick was the manager of the German national team from August 2006 to July of 2014. Basically, he uh, he's resigned from that position after Germany won the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Another one, a, a hell of a tournament for Germany that year. Hansi Dieter Flick has been... Basically involved in soccer his entire life. And I, I, I want to do a, a, a quick run. Honestly, I'm not going to spend too much time on this episode talking about him. But because Hansi Flick wasted no time in making a positive impact already under his, man, under, the new, under his new manager for the national team. I mean, the dude deserves praise. So Hansi Flick, you know, played midfielder. Played, uh, did play for, with Bayern Munich from 1985 to 1990. Played for several other German clubs. Unfortunately, he never he never got the chance to play for the German uh, senior squad. Although he did play for the, he did have two appearances for the German U eighteen team back in nineteen eighty three at the age of eighteen. But nonetheless, you know, unfortunately, while the player as a player, maybe not the best luck, you know, especially with with German international duty, at least he's making a difference as the manager. So again, you know, from two thousand six to two thousand fourteen. You know, basically, you know, him under Joachim Lowe's, you know, management, Fleek and Lowe were really a hell of a dynamic duo as far as coaching because when you look at the history overall of the German national team, it's always been about winning, you know, winning mentality, super well-balanced teams, you know, dominant on defense, dominant in the on the attack, you know, basically overall... When it comes to the German national team, success is a shining light on its history. Because overall, despite what's happened ever since what happened in Russia, overall, when you look at Germany, it's nothing but success. Four World Cup titles, three European championships, I believe, and winning the Confederations Cup in 2017. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. And before... Uh, being appointed the German uh, the manager of the German national team 
he was actually with Bayern Munich. And we remember how he led Bayern Munich to winning the Champions League title in 2020. But, you know, going back to his um, tenure with Germany, you know, from what I understand, you know, I, th- I believe in Euro 2008, I was actually doing research. Uh, excuse me, lost my train of thought for a second. My bad. Fleek basically managed the team in a quarterfinal game against Portugal in the 2008 Euro. I believe it's because in the previous game before, Joachim Lowe was given a red card, so obviously that resulted in, in a suspension. So so basically he did already have a bit of experience as managing the team, you know, and as a top manager. And that game that he technically, like I said, technically did manage... Germany won three to two. So after after the 2014 World Cup, he became the sporting director of the German Football Association. I believe he held that position until January of 2017. So after that, and, and before he was appointed the, the manager of Bayern Munich, I'm not entirely sure what what Hansi Flick was up to. Perhaps he took a break. I'm not sure, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure because you know, like I said, I've known Hansi Flick for a long time. I've known him ever since he was the the, the assistant of the German national team. So, like I said, him and Joachim Lowe, a dynamic duo, and you know, part of that duo, you know, Germany reaching the finals of Euro 2012, again winning the 2014 World Cup, you know, finishing third in the 2010 World Cup, and then finishing finishing as the runner up of the Euro 2008. So. Germany was just, you know, a lot of success during that time. But like I said, overall, when it comes to the German national team, it's 99.9 success and dominance. So now, basically kind of finished, you know, talking about Hansi Flick, uh, go back to the German national team uh, of their uh, World Cup, um, of, of their World Cup qualification. Well, here's a couple of interesting facts. Germany is the first team to qualify this year, uh, aside from the, from Qatar, who who are the hosts. But so, uh, but obviously, aside from the Qatar being the host, Germany is basically the first team to qualify for the tournament. So again, congratulations to them. And Germany is actually the second team to qualify for twenty World Cups. Okay, the only team that's qualified for more World Cups is Brazil, and they hold the record at twenty one. And Germany has qualified for 18 consecutive World Cup tournaments, which is the second longest active streak, which is, all again, behind Brazil. Man, it's... I, I just, you know, I, I just can't really, you know, say I'm surprised that, you know, Germany just qualified like that, because Germany usually wastes no time, especially in the qualification phase. But again, because of the how stale things got under the leadership and management of Joachim Lowe. That's no surprise that Germany had a slow start to World Cup qualification. And and basically, you know, earlier I mentioned that it's a new era of prosperity is upon us. It's, well, I should say it's a new era of prosperity that's upon the German national team. Well, based on everything that the German national team has gone through ever since their disastrous and humiliating title defense in Russia three years ago. Like I said, it w- it was time for a new leader. It was time for a new a-, a change in management. So they brought in Fleek because honestly, 
aside from Hansi Fleek, I don't know any man off the top of my head who would have been the best man for the job. I honestly do not. So Hansi Fleek was the best man to get. Germany hired him, and it's already beginning to show signs that that's good. things are going to go absolutely amazing. Hell, I might be exaggerating when I say this, but I believe Hansi Fleek can make Germany greater than it's ever been. And one more time, folks, the German national team has a long history, a long list of accomplishments. So that says something. Everything Germany's accomplished in the past, just imagine what they're going to accomplish in the future because they have, they're showing signs of having tremendous potential. So going back to what's been going on the last three years as well, I know there's a lot, for all my loyal listeners in Germany, I'm, I'm sorry to take you through this painful excuse me i'm very sorry to take you through this painful to the painful memories but you know again because there's like i said the keywords new era of prosperity we got to talk about what went on and how germany is gonna bury what's happened in the past especially since russia so in russia obviously germany comes in defending champions and because like i said they've always been known for a bit for having a winning mentality being focused having a super well-balanced team. I really believe that Germany was, again, going to probably finish in the top four because since 2002, like from 2002 to 2014, Germany either finished, Germany never finished below third place. In 2002, they were the runner-ups. 2006, they got third. 2010, they got third again. And in 2014, they won it all. It's like I said, all, all that history... All the you know the winning mentality you know the the dominant the dominant form that was around for so long, but Germany loses their opening game to Mexico, and and, and I had never seen a German team be so overwhelmed in that match. Now Germany did bounce back and beat Sweden. I'll I'll never forget that unbelievable golazo by Tony Cruz. And for those of you who don't know, aside from Thomas Müller, Tony Cruz is my favorite German player. As a matter of fact, I always say that in my honest opinion, Toni Kroos is the greatest German midfielder of all time. Now, some people might, might not agree, but it, but in my, you know, based on everything I've seen, you know, well, I always say, you know what, over, uh, <laughs> I should actually kind of take a little bit of a step back. My favorite German player of all time is and probably always will be Miroslav Klos. But other than that, you know, aside from Miro, who's my favorite player again, you know, I love Thomas Müller, Toni Kroos, you know. Germany just has such, you know, an amazing amount of talent for, for throughout all the years. You know, you just can't help but respect them. I mean, Germany plays the game in such a phenomenal way. You know, you have to respect them. They've earned their respect. So anyway, so that beautiful golazo by Tony Cruz, you know, and, you know, it was a comfort behind win for, for Daimannschaft. So I figured, okay, well, it looks like Germany is going to be okay. Because Germany's next game is against South Korea. And South Korea had already been eliminated because they lost they lost to Sweden and to Mexico. So all Germany had to do was just score a couple of goals, play defense, and they'd be okay. I mean, there was still a chance that they could have won the group. And you know, I've spoke about this on my I've spoken about this before. That game, Germany and South Korea. Just watching, I was like, man, this is boring. But the fact that it's a scoreless draw and that Germany need, needs to win, I'm like, dude, if South Korea holds on to a 0-0 draw, I mean, South Korea would be responsible for the elimination in Germany. That would be huge for the history of the South Korean national soccer team. 
But in entry time, Germany takes the lead, and that that goal at first was ruled was ruled out because of offside. But VAR, via VAR, the referee reviewed it, and it, it actually touched a German player, so therefore the goal counted. But then not long after that, South Korea made it two nothing, and and Germany was, you know, just absolutely incredible. You know, Germany. It, it was bad enough that they didn't make it out of the group stage. What makes matters worse for Daimannschaft is that they finished bottom of the group. And like I said, this is like the fifth time I've said it on, on this episode. When you look at the overall history of the success of the German national team, finishing bottom of the group as the defending world champions, <laughs> that is something that nobody would ever anticipate when it comes to German soccer. Because in German soccer, that is absolutely unheard of. Unfortunately, it was, uh, you know, when I saw that Joaquim Lowe was not was not going to leave, I said, look, as much as I respect the guy, I feel like that's a bad move, you know, him staying because, you know, a lot of people say that when, when it comes in soccer, when one manager is manager for a long time, it's really not a good thing because soccer is just that sport that that just evolves so quickly. It changes after after only like three years, you know, the play style, the formations and everything. So that's why there's always need for change. But, you know, when they introduced the, the Nations League, Germany played so bad that they ended up being relegated. And, you know, not only that, you know, I mean, they did qualify for Euro 2020 and, and they, they did fine in that, world, in, in that qualifying phase. And then they were put in a group with France, Portugal and Hungary you know, they lost the opening game to France, and I remember that game very well. And France honestly did get lucky, but did also unlucky because France had two goals taken away that which those goals should have counted. And Germany loses to England in the round of 16, and I mean, yeah. But, you know, before the Euro, Joachim Lowe had already, had already announced that he would resign, and the German uh, Football Federation announced that Fleek was, al- was already chosen to be the successor, so... So basically, it, it, in Joaquim Lowe's case, it, it's unfortunate that it had to end this way. But like I said, no matter how it ends, under Joaquim Lowe's leadership and management, overall, we're always going to think of the 2014 World Cup win, you know, all, all the top finishes in these tournaments. So basically, in other words, when we think of Joaquim Lowe's tenure as the manager of Mannschaft, there's a whole lot more positive than negative. So... And like I said, Joachim Lowe will forever be respected. He's always he, there's always gonna be that respect because no one will ever forget all the great he's done for the team. And like my friend Keith, who's a strong supporter of the German national team, he says no matter what, Joachim Lowe deserves respect because Germany will forever be grateful for everything that he's done for the national team. And Keith is absolutely right. Therefore, you know I've been praising Joachim Lowe. The whole time, and one more time, you know, I have nothing but respect for Joaquim Lowe, and best of luck to him, and whatever, and wherever he lands next. And I'm pretty sure Joaquim Lowe will be managing again soon. So, so now that we've gone through that, and, and I guess I had to go through it, you know, I want to take a look at, at the results from here. Let's take a look. Okay, yeah. So there's that loss, you know, the round of sixteen. So basically. Fleek's first game under the manager of Die Mannschaft was a road game against Liechtenstein, which Germany won, and then the, the another World Cup qualifying match at home against Armenia, which Germany won six to zero. After that, you know, 
I mean, I'm going to be honest, you know, basically, Fleek has managed the national team to five games so far. He has won all of them. And he's and his and the German squad has only conceded one goal, one goal. His the first three games Germany kept clean sheets, okay, scoring a total of twelve goals. And I'm gonna look at I'm gonna take a look at you know who's who had been scoring so that you know Timo Werner, Leroy Sané, in in that game the game the first game against Liechtenstein, a six nothing uh, win. Serge Gnabry, Timo Werner, another one. So Timo Werner has been on a roll with Dimanshaft lately. He really has been on a, on a tremendous roll. You know, and Serge Gnabry, Lero Sane, and Antonio Rudiger, and again Werner scored against Iceland. So, from from what I'm seeing, like the first three games under uh, under Fleek, Werner has scored. So now I'm looking at Germany against Romania. Well, unfortunately, that's where the streak ended. Yeah, Werner didn't score, but Serge Gnabry, and it was and in my case, it was good to see Thomas Muller score a goal and. And speaking of Thomas Muller, there's actually a story, uh, I saw a little headline about him that he, he's not making any long-term plans with the German national team. So I, I'm guessing that perhaps next year, the World Cup next year might be the final tournament that Tom, Thomas Muller participates in in international duty. As far as his playing career, Thomas Muller, I believe he's 32 years old, so... I, I think he's probably just gonna you know stick to uh, domestic play. Probably stick you know finish out his years with Bayern Munich and then move on to the next phase of his life. I'm sure he, I'm I'm really hoping he goes into coaching or managing again. You know because Thomas Müller is one of the greatest German players I've ever seen. I mean, hell of a player indeed. But anyway, just back to the street. And, and you know this game Germany against Macedonia. You know Timo Werner has been dominant. So I'm gonna take account. So that, that's two. That was two goals in the, in this particular game. The first game against Liechtenstein, you know, so that's three. Man, this computer is so slow. Sorry, folks. So that was three. And then four. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm doing this. Well, you know what? Bottom line is, you know, there's really no point because, like I... <laughs> Like I said, Timo Werner has just been absolutely dominant, and that's that, that's just the best way to keep to keep it like that. So, anyway, I've just been having such a difficult time this evening. I mean, I, I've 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 been basically you know basically I, I had to improvise this episode because I didn't really didn't plan it that much because you know th- this was not you know this was unplanned. This was kind of a spur of the moment thing, but I'm still happy to do it. I'm still happy to do my best. But you know, I'm doing this for all the loyal listeners because I've noticed lately that. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people in Germany have been listening to my show, so I'm really hoping to uh, to build it. You know, I would love to have a huge following in Germany. So anyway, so Hansi Fleek is undefeated so far, okay? And Germany will, even though they've already qualified, they've been, since they've already qualified, that means they've topped the group. Basically, Germany's final two games, they'll play a home game against Liechtenstein, and then playing on the road against Armenia. There's no way Germany loses these games. I mean, Germany's just even though they've already qualified, they've already think basically just finish out strong and again prove they're gonna prove that that upon them again one more time a new era of prosperity and success. And again, I might be exaggerating big time, but <laughs> Hansi Fleek has the potential of making Germany greater than it's ever been, and that just might happen. So that being said, 
I believe that Germany will go into the World Cup next year, next fall. You know, again, it's not going to be in the summer. It's going to be in the fall. Germany comes in as a serious contender. Obviously, when you think of Germany, they always come in as a favorite in every tournament, no matter how bad they've been lately, because, you know, Germany's Germany. It would, it would not really be normal to not really count them as a favorite because of, again, you know, their, their long history, you know, everything they've accomplished, the amount of talent they have. So, but not only that, but I believe Germany is going to win the Euro of 2024. Germany is hosting that tournament, and I think that Germany is going to be so good that Germany is going to win the next Euro big time. So, like, like I said, the future of Dime Mannschaft is bright. They have a very good manager, a manager with tons of potential. You know, all these young players and all, I mean all the talent, all the veteran talent they have and you know all the the young players they they have right now like you know Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, just to name a few and and lord knows how many youth players they have in in the in their uh, in their system, you know. I always say the German the German Football Federation, the French the French Football Federation, you know, something for Spain, Portugal, England, they all have they're all so super loaded with young with young talent and god knows how much young talent germany has just waiting to be called up you know like i said you know much like france you know germany just always has the next kid available so lord you know and knowing hansi fleek the way i do when a change is necessary to be made in formations tactic and planks and play style i have no doubt that he's going to make the necessary changes he's going to bring in the right players like i said Germany will be great again, and they're going to be good for an awful long time. I can promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.